Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we're revisiting all those amazing reality shows that only had one season. I'm your host, Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And today we're going to be diving deeper into our series on Filthy Rich Cattle Drive. Today we're doing episode four, You and I Should Stay Away Ellipsis. Um, So I don't have any Twitter house cleaning, um, but I do have personal house cleaning is that I'm coming to you live from my COVID quarantine. (laughs) You're in good spirits, though. Huh? You're in good spirits, though. I am. Like, honestly, I have next to no symptoms. I feel pretty good. Um, Seems that I didn't expose my entire family to it. So we'll see. But all of you guys stay out there. Be careful. I definitely got this at work fully masked with a client that was fully masked. So keep your masks on and get boosted and vaxxed if you're not vaxxed. Amen. Speaking Um, of that. Yes. Are we going to talk about you? (laughs) You brought it to me. You bring it up. Okay. So this is, you know, it, it hurt my heart. I will say. Um, So I was scrolling through Instagram last night as one does. And I was actually very excited because I had had secret plans to get Frank for his birthday. One of Brody's new, like she, she hoodies from his new company. (laughs) Right. And I, I still could, but now I don't want to, because I'm upset. No, 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 no. Um, and I, I first noticed it because Kristen Cavallari was modeling it and like tagged it. And I was like, Oh, how interesting. Um, but they're kind of cool, like tie dye hoodies and sweatpants, whatever. I forget what it's called. Title. No, he can't use title. That's Jay-Z's company. I don't know what it's called. The feet. one that I saw. F E A T. It's called feet. <laughs> the one that I saw looked like, um, that eighties, like shopping bag, like with the turquoise <laughs> and that, you know what I mean? Like, I think Chubby's makes like a ski suit in the same pattern. Yeah. They're cute. Um, so Brody put on his Instagram story, like how many of you just curious people who like, you know, people who've gotten COVID are vaxxed and boosted. And I was like, interesting. Is he like deciding whether or not to get boosted? Like what's happening? And then he just starts posting all these DMs that are from anti-vaxxers. And they are people who are just saying over and over again that like vaccines are a trap and that's why numbers have gone up. That's why everybody's getting sick. And then he decided to bash our current president and science in general. Yeah, it was very depressing. When you when when Mayor messaged me about it last night, I watched like the first four stories or four segments of the story. And I was like, I cannot with this. And then this morning I went through and watched them all. Um, it is horrible. Yeah, uh, my favorite was a lot of the commenters were trying to claim that people who got vaccinated got more sick when they got COVID than Same. people who were not. That was Same. my favorite. Yeah. Um, I want to know though, I guarantee that he had to be vaxxed for filming. Oh, no, I bet he, no. You don't I, think MTV required them to be vaxxed to film together? No. Really? Uh uh-uh. uh. Well, they were filming before vaccines a little bit, right? Because they started filming in what, like February or March? Was it that early? I think so. Oh, maybe. Also, the end of his stories, and you may not have seen this because he added it on the end. He's in Vegas right now at Tau. I think I did see that. Nightclub. So like, is Vegas not requiring proof of vaccination to get into the clubs? Probably not. In the state of Nevada? I don't know. But also, well, I like, know that Nevada was requiring masks in hot spots, but I think LA is requiring a lot of people to have proof of vaccination to go in places. That's probably Although why he's in Vegas. That's true. That probably is why he's in Vegas. I, I think there are a lot of celebrities who are sneaky anti-vaxxers. It wouldn't surprise me at all. They pass it off as like, you know, some hippy dippy wellness, California type stuff. Right. And so like he grew up in Malibu. Maybe that's what he thinks. Keep it to yourself. Keep the politics out of it. Don't use your platform for that. Not here for it. And it made me want to unfollow him. Like it was that bad. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I will not be supporting him. Well, not like I'm supporting him financially anymore, but I definitely would never be buying his new drink or his any of his merchandise. I know ever. now now I can't buy you the hoodie and I can't get a case of mamacitas or whatever it's called. Yeah, we can't do it. <laughs> I, I really want to know how Caitlin feels about this. Caitlin ex-wife, not Caitlin father. Right. 
Cause she seems like really, well, I mean, honestly, I would have, I'm shocked by this. So I would have said the same thing about him two days ago. So who knows? I know. Well, like, I, I think, I think Kristen, I think Kristen Cavallari is anti-vax too. I could see that. I, I think she, she came out in support of Jenny McCarthy like years ago, I think as an anti-vaxxer. I, um, I it wouldn't surprise me about Heidi and Spencer at all because uh-huh. they're like, they were big Alex Jones fans and yep. like that wouldn't shock me in the least little bit, but Brody, it really does surprise me. No. So when you think about it, so that's Kristen Brody, Heidi and Spencer. So that's four people that probably were like, well, you can't force us to do that. And MTV was like, oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't think they're that responsible. It is, it is depressing. Um, but also in other news, just to follow up very quickly on, um, last episodes, hoedown, lowdown, um, Miss Courtenay and some other people whose names were not familiar to me, they just launched a cryptocurrency for the film industry. What? How does this work? Where do I buy in? (laughs) Um, it's called film coin. Um, and okay. so it's been all over her Instagram this week. You know, she's just, um, she's really trying to make it happen, but I thought it was really funny that her best news coverage that she shared on her Instagram was from Yahoo business. Of course, even though her dad has nothing to do with it anymore. Yeah. Um, I, I might buy some if it's cheap. Why not? Yeah. For 10 bucks. Yeah. Um, but that's happening. So that was a nice little, uh, and I'm going to current news because I'm curious to how that, how it would be specific to the film industry. <laughs> I, I don't know. And I, I think I started to read the article and I was just like boring. I don't get it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to look it up and maybe by the next time we record, I'll own some film coin. Yeah. I feel like there was another former show person that I needed to update you on. I think Chantal from Gallery Girls released another album of her like ambient music. Amaze. Yep. <laughs> it'll, it'll come to me maybe as we're talking. Um, but are you ready for this episode's hoedown lowdown? Oh, actually, really first, I forgot yeah. now that we were talking about things um, that we had. Um, wait, let's no, I don't want to update my email every time. Um, okay, so we did have one Twitter that I forgot about um, from Let the Mouse Go. Um, she says, y'all should consider doing the little known Tinsley Mortimer debut high society. All eight hot mess episodes are on YouTube. Save your yelling for Jules Kirby. Um, so, and I told her it was on our list. It is. Um, definitely. Um, and then she gave us a little quote, um, or actually M- MJB gave us a little quote and said, dang, if it was on today, Jules Kirby, one of the first, on the first episode says, my friends do not tend to be homosexuals, fat or Jewish people and black guys. And I only like white guys. I use the N word sometimes. And I really think it, it is okay to say. Oh boy. Yeah. So quite a rough ride. Um, we may have to do that next. <laughs> oh God. I don't. So thank you for the heads up. And it, it is on our list. So oh God, we, we that's, will get to it. That's intense. That's I know. That's, that frightens me a little bit. All right. So this week's episode, or hoedown lowdown is actually fittingly, because um, he speaks in this episode, is George Foreman third. Oh, good. Because this is probably the most we're ever going to get out of him was this episode. Yes. And he was next in the order. And I'm just not quite ready for Fabian yet. I got to I gotta psych myself up for Fabian, guys. Okay. So George Edward Foreman was born on January 23rd, 1983 in Humble, Texas. I didn't realize George Foreman, his dad was from Texas either, but that's a whole thing. Um, so he is one of 12 children. There are five boys, seven girls, and George III is the second son. Um, so all of the boys are named George Edward Foreman, but then all of the girls have their own names. <laughs> I thought it, I think it's interesting sidebar that he's called George. Like you think they would all have nicknames. They do. His is okay. Monk. His is Monk. Okay. Um, but they but call him. That, like everybody else calls him George. You know what I mean? Like yes. Only the family calls him Monk, I guess. Yeah. Um, so George attended the Fay school in Southboro, Massachusetts, but he actually graduated from the Culver military Academy in Indiana in 2001. And I thought okay. I, you can kind of see his like military background just a little bit, I think in the 100%, way that he, yeah, totally. 
Yeah. Um, so he started getting interesting in boxing while he was away at school, but sort of like behind his parents back, like he enjoyed some sparring matches and stuff like that, but he didn't really want to tell them at first. And I guess his mother was quoted as saying she was really surprised he was interested because he's just like so calm and collected and never gets mad. Um, he went on to get his bachelor's from Rice University in business and sports management. And so then when we see him, he was the business manager, excuse me, for his father's empire and eventually executive vice president of George Foreman Enterprises. So wow. yeah, he actually had a really good degree for it and was you know, we'll get into his uh, job for his death later in this episode. Um, but then in 2009, so after he did cattle drive is when he started training as a professional boxer, he really wanted to go for it. Um, and he was pretty successful. He fought 16 professional fights and he won all 16, 15 by knockout. Wow. Which is a, a big deal. I know. And he's, he's a big dude like his dad. So I think he was a heavyweight. He's six foot five. Oh, yeah. So is everyone on this show way taller than I thought? I don't know. Like, I don't feel like he towers over anybody. Well, now I'm going to watch it up close next time. But yeah, he's yeah. yeah, you can see it in his boxing stats. He's a big dude. Interesting. Yeah, but he his fighting career was pretty short lived. His last fight was in 2012. So it was only about three years that he was doing the professional fight thing. Um, so he actually opened a boxing gym in Boston the year after he stopped boxing called everybody fights. And eventually they opened five locations and true fact, when I was going through his Instagram, I noticed that one of my best friends followed him and I said, I sent her a screenshot and I said, I need to know what your interest in George Foreman, the third, <laughs> and she used to go to his gym. And wow. She and her single girlfriends at the time used to go out of their way to go to his classes because he was so hot. And she said she tried to flirt with him all the time and he wasn't having it. Oh, <laughs> she said that she just wasn't athletic enough to catch his eye. <laughs> <laughs> um, but said he's like very nice and so hot in person, which I absolutely believed. I do too. Um, so he was with that gym for a while, but then in January of 2021, he announced that he was no longer affiliated with that gym in Boston, but didn't give a reason. Uh -oh. um, so now he's actually in Los Angeles um, and he founded the Craft Boxing Company, which is a clothing company. Um, and he's also a member of the Craft Boxing League, which is like a series of gyms that does trainings and things like that. Um, and he is still raising money for charity. He has a charity like in his Instagram bio. And I think there's some affiliation between the gyms and this charity that he raises money for. So, That's awesome and not surprising at all. He seems like a great guy. I know. He's just a stand-up dude. He's still handsome as all hell. I didn't see any like girlfriend or partner in any of his photos. It's really just a lot of boxing stuff, but I was not mad about it. Handsome, handsome George Boxing. That's what his Instagram is, pretty much. All right. We'll have to look it up. Yep. Um, but that's yeah, that's what he's doing. That's George. I thought I missed something, but I didn't. There are George Foreman also has, I mean, 12 kids from, I think four different women. Oh, really? For some reason I thought he was with the same wife. No, <laughs> I know all the boys are from the same wife. Right. I think, I think the marriage boys were all first. Possibly. I think the first wife before George, the third's mother, I don't know that they had children. So I think he started having kids with his second wife. I think because I believe the boys all came right in a row. I could be wrong about that, but I feel like the boys all came in a row. I don't know. I didn't do the math on that. <laughs> there are too many of them. Um, all right. Are you ready for episode? I am ready. Four? Oh man. This one's messy. It's real messy y'all. And there's, there's some drama. There is some drama and there's also some weird timeline issues. Um, but we started out at Camp Fawn Pond on day seven. Yep. Haley wants to empty the toilet and Courtney wants to go to the Ivy. Yes. I was confused about the empty. Where do they empty the toilet? Like where? I don't know. They or like a, maybe or a, tr a truck comes by to like almost like a sewage truck to like pump it out. Maybe. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't know. Gross. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't think they pump it out. I think they hire people to do it. Almost like the people who like clean, you know, porta potties. 
I, I don't know. I just the way they were talking, I feel like it literally just gets like tipped over somewhere. It's just I don't know. no well everybody's over it and so the people that are over it can't stop complaining but then there's like a new gang of people who are just over the complaining so it it seems to just go back and forth between the group now um and so fabian starts off the episode just being a little dickhead you know like this is his speed now and it's just the whole way through the episode And so where we left off was that the losing team was going to do laundry for the winning team. And Fabian has selected Brittany Gastineau specifically to do his laundry. Yes. So he makes a big deal of it and she needs to wash his jeans on a washboard. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yep. And he quotes the movie far and away, which I have dropped like several times since we started the show because he said plunge and scrub. Oh, is that what that's from? Yes. Oh, um, I didn't know what he kept saying. Plunge and scrub, plunge and scrub. I didn't know what he was referring I to. I mean, that's, that's where I know it from. I mean, that, I don't know. I've never I mean, seen it. So, I mean, I want to say that you're not missing much, but I saw it when I was like eight or something. So it holds a special place for me, <laughs> um, <laughs> but she's doing a good job washing his jeans actually. I think she's she was doing a good job. Yeah. I think Brittany's doing a good job washing some jeans by hand. Um, and also, then can we talk about like how anal they are about their designer shit and they're, they want their like $8 million jeans hand washed in a washed, like they would, that would ruin them. I know. I would think they would rather have them dirty. Like you're not even supposed to wash your jeans that often like that. No. Like when I used to wear diesel jeans all the time, I'd wash them never. Like unless they got physical dirt on them, I washed them never. Yeah, that sounds about right. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know if you'd want your true religion jeans. Like, uh, well, and also washboard. like, won't the rhinestones pop off on the washboard <laughs> if you're not careful? Um, so then Fabian makes a phone call to someone for a care oh. package of Keels. No, 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 I know exactly who he calls. He called Keels. Oh, oh he, that's who I thought he called. Yeah. And I love that he, and at first I thought he was talking to someone, but it turns out he was leaving a message. Um, I love that he just gave his first name and thinks, you know, some poor confused Keels worker got that message and was like, the fuck? Who the fuck <laughs> is this? Um, We got a voicemail from some guy named Fabian. And he wants us to deliver him shaving cream. I don't even, th- I mean, I guess Kiehl's does make shaving cream. I don't know. I use their products, but I didn't realize they made shaving cream. I mean, I guess they probably make everything, but he's just, yeah. he's being a fucking brat this episode. It was like, not that he hasn't been before, but this, this was just like a super cut of his brattiness. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, and so everybody is on the phone, but Noah is practicing roping like on a, on a fake cow. I thought probably it was funny. Noah has no one to call. No, that, that fake cow is his only friend. Yeah. Um, so Joshua rounds everybody up. And of course, it's time to pick new cattle captains. And the Courtney's are picked. Courtney and Courtney. Yes, Courtney is black. Courtney is red. Um, and it is their first duty is to round up everybody's cell phones. <laughs> so. Which is weird. To, like, wh- that's a weird duty. I mean, like, Joshua already said, like, everyone needs to give us our phones. Like, what? Huh? I know. It was weird that he made Courtney and Courtney try and confiscate them. It's like, you do it, dude. Um, so then everybody, of course, like, freaks out. And they say, like, no way, not cool. And someone says, are they trying to kill us? I also loved that um, Brittany had a cell phone and a sidekick. Yes. And she, she called the both. sidekick her child. Same, same yeah. girl. Still um, message this day. And Shauna actually took it the hardest at first. And she was like, can I, can I just tell my boyfriend I love him first? Calm down. He knows. Oh, that was, Sha- that was Shauna Na? I thought that was Haley. No, it that was screen, So it was just the voice. No, it was Shauna Na. Um, I also don't, like, can you imagine? Like, it'll be very curious with the new iteration of this show if they do that again to see what happens. Because if you think taking someone's phone away was bad back then, can you imagine what's gonna happen when they try to take their phones away now? Yeah. It's gonna be way worse. Well, and also like, I kind of get part of it. So like, 
when they're out on their horses and like working with the cattle, no, they shouldn't be looking at their phones. I haven't seen any of them doing that. I see them doing it in camp all the time, but it's like when you go to a bar and the bartender's scrolling on their phone instead of waiting on you, right? Like when you're on the job, you shouldn't be doing it. You know, like you're not, you're not combing someone's hair on your phone. You do it in between clients. No, 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 no. Right. So like, I, I would understand Joshua saying like, okay, when we're on a drive, everybody's got to give their phones to me. I'll give them back to you when we camp. So oh, I don't, I think this was 10,000% producer driven yeah. because I'm sure the producers were like, they're not interacting with each other when they're not actually working. They're on their phones. This isn't yep. making for good TV. We need to do something to make them interact with each other. Right. Yep. And so Shanana also says like, I don't need the hairdryer. I don't need all this stuff, but I need to be in touch with the people that I love. Like she's, she's really taken it hard. But then we learned that. So George, we kind of get this little confessional and this is where we learn he works full time for his dad. And the thing about his cell phone is that he can still work and he can do it anywhere and he's not going to drop the ball for his dad. Um, and did we know that that is shitty if they did that? I mean, if he came into this thinking I can still do my work while I'm here and accomplish both things at once. And then halfway through, they're like, Oh, by the way, we're taking away your phone and you can't work anymore. Like that's shitty. Like I would be really pissed too. Yeah. I would too. That's when I would be calling for production to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. And did we know that the captains got special belt buckles until now? I don't remember that, honestly. They I didn't either. In one of the earlier episodes, but not only was it a special belt buckle, but it also was a special belt. Oh, yeah. Well, the Courtney's are like, like the belt. yeah, they're freaking out about it. Which is funny because huge belt buckles were like all the rage back then. Yeah, I know. I, I had one. I guess not that one. I had one I got in Vegas that I fucking loved. I probably still have it around here somewhere. Yeah. So then George actually like leaves camp for a minute. Like after I think the phone thing hits him and he starts to have a meltdown about it and he's pissed and he leaves um, and they go chasing after him and convince him to stay. Which is sweet. Which was nice. But I also want to know that it, it took him 12 hours to get mad. Like I put this in my notes. It was literally 12 hours between when we're going to take your phones, get up to when he like runs off. Oh, and they really? Talk about, yeah, because it was at night when he ran off. It was dark. And they had, they time stamped it. And also we didn't see anything else from that day. <laughs> it was just, we're taking your phones in the morning and then George is running away at night. Like it was weird. They skipped that whole day. Hmm. That is weird. I didn't know. I did that. love that Courtney, um, Courtney with a K said, um, one of the most aware things I've, she is, I think the most aware Kardashian, or at least she used to be. Um, and she says, it doesn't matter if I have my phone, I'm only calling dumb people. George is actually needs it for work. <laughs> yes. No. And like everybody says, and Courtney says like, he's always generous. Like he's always the one that's trying to help everybody. Like he can't leave or we'll fall apart. Yeah. I yeah. mean, she's right. Yeah. Um, so then Alexander says too, like, if George is the one who's upset, this is really bad (laughs) because George doesn't get upset about anything. He's not wrong. No. Like part of the reason we're not seeing George is that he's just going with the flow. Um, so then we're still on day eight and, or we were on day seven before. Yes. That was day seven. Okay. So now it's day eight and they go to round up the kettle and they're missing. And this gets really fucking confusing because when the cows first go missing and they go to look for them, Joshua, Jared, whichever one it was, says, okay, there's one. They find the one pregnant cow. And he goes, well, there's still 119 cows missing. But then later they have to count and there are 204 cows. So what the four did 80 cows fucking go? Like, I don't know. And then one, like one of the ranch hands in their confessional, like scolds the group. And they say that, um, a drive needs to be 24 hours a day. Well, if that's the case, why don't you have them pulling overnight shifts, watching the cows? Like, yeah. We haven't, the only we haven't heard you say that. Yeah. Like that was the only time they had to stay up all night. Right. So and then how do they, I mean, now I'm curious, like, how did they keep the cows in place when they're sleeping. Like, I just kind of assume they built a little fence or something. I don't know. I, I would assume that's what they would do at the camps too. Like the whole point is that you get the, the cows like into a fence area at each camp, but I have no idea. Yeah, me neither. I also, I mean, I'm probably misjudging cows, um, but 
do cows walk that far? <laughs> I mean, I don't seem like cows are super fast animals with a lot of stamina. So how far could they possibly go? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. But they they acted like they were suddenly on Mars. Like it was just yeah. so weird. And so then everybody like saddles up and goes riding after them. And everybody looks like they're doing a pretty good job actually compared to, you know, a few episodes ago. And they're all yeah. trying to count the cows. And Fabian goes looking for his jacket. This fucking jacket. Okay, what kind of jacket was it? Because I missed the name of it and I I was assuming you got it. No, I did too. I, they said it very quickly. I didn't have time to go back and put the captions on. Um, I don't think it was a name that I knew. Like, I mean, okay. I don't think it was like Gucci or Vuitton or anything. I also... Like the fact that he kept talking about like how he lost his $2,000 jacket completely goes against his whole, I have so much money. Money means nothing to me vibe. That's what I thought. Go get a new one. Yeah. Who gives a shit? $2,000. I thought $2,000 was nothing to you. I thought you wiped your ass with $2,000. Like what the fuck? Well, and then he was like, it's I would be devastated if I lost a $2,000 jacket, but yeah. And then he kept saying it was the only one that he brought and blah, blah, blah. Well, according to you, you can have things delivered by helicopter money bags. So go ahead. Yeah. I, I did not get it. So then like Maria, the ranch hand actually goes to help him find it. And then we get a little, you know, kerfuffle with Brittany and Noah. And Maria says in her confessional that Brittany was actually right, but that she wasn't going to win the battle against Noah. So even the ranch hands are getting frustrated with Noah now. Yeah. Cause Noah is approaching this. Like he's a dad, like he's their dad and like he's in charge and he knows better than everybody. And yeah. Oh, you silly kids. And it's cause he's too old to be on the show. Yeah. So then when they're done sort of rounding up all these quote unquote missing cattle, Maria sits him down and said like, you know, Noah, when I give you direction, don't answer with a question. Like you need to absorb what it is I'm telling you. So then like Brittany and Shanana are like watching out the tent door, just like waiting for fireworks. And they're kind of like chirping in when it suits them. And so <laughs> um, Brittany says to Noah, like from the tent, as she's like folding all of her tops, <laughs> like all of her tank tops. I think one of them was a sky top. Probably. It looked like it. It was hard to tell if she was folding it, but it was very like Housewives of Orange County. Yeah, there was just so many, there was so much turquoise. Um, and she says, why don't you just say, okay? Maria is yet again giving you feedback and you're questioning why she's talking to you. Just say, okay. And then she comes out and she says, back down for once, take someone's advice. You're not always right. And it is incredible. And he also was playing his guitar the entire time. Oh, that's right. Yep. As Maria is talking to him, he was just on his guitar. Yep. Just strumming his guitar. Well, and also like, why are you pretending to be an expert on cattle driving? You're not. Um, Cause he thinks he's an expert on everything. And um, I don't know if it's being stuck in quarantine or maybe this is a horrible side effect of COVID, but um, I was very attracted to him. Oh, Frank. You like I want to hate him. <laughs> you you have a fever. You should. I might. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new symptom. I should probably call the CDC and be like, you should. new symptom of COVID, attracted to horrible men. Oh no, Frank. <sighs> I don't like him. I just want to fuck him. Okay. I also thought that Alex was looking kind of good. Like I, something's wrong with me. Like I don't <laughs> you know. you have something is not right. That that headache has gone to you. <laughs> Um, so then of course the day is saved because Fabian finds his jacket and then, um, Jared says, it didn't even look like a $50 jacket to me. Burn. Yeah. Sick burn, sick burn. And then, then we also have the whole gang versus Noah. Noah. Yeah. Um, and it's just kind of a mess. Like I think they want to give Noah feedback, but it's very hard because it's pretty much all of them against him. And he is super defensive and he does drop little jabs. Um, but I don't know that it amounts to anything great. 
Well, and he doesn't, the problem is that he doesn't, like, he sort of owns up to stuff, but there's always, like, a and then on the end of his owning up to stuff, and that's the problem. And um, my favorite was, so a lot of this stemmed from in the first episode when... The very first day. When his team won, he said, we murdered you, meaning, like, he crushed them, their competition. Yep. Um, he is now claiming that he said, we murdered it, which we he did not, like, give us a flashback, and he did say, murdered you. That's why I kind of wish there was a reunion for this because it would have loved to have been like, aha, you did say it. But he claims that it's a comedy term. I mean, I think it's just a normal term. Like, I mean, personally, I would not be upset if someone said we murdered you because I would have just been like, oh, you, you crushed it and we didn't do as well as you, whatever. Like, it's annoying, but I get where he was coming from. Um, I think Brittany is trying to take it to kind of a weird place where she's making it more hostile than it really was at the time. Um, but I thought it was very stupid that he was trying to claim it it's because he's a TV writer and it's a comedy term. Yeah, no, it's Shauna Na who is mad about it. Brittany's not mad about that. She's mad about the fact that he's a little know-it-all on the trail and she was correct. Oh, you're right. Day. I'm sorry. You're right. It was Shauna Na. You're right. So then she like goes into the tent and she just like can't do it. And someone says like, go give her a hug, man. And then someone else goes, you might catch a mean right hook. <laughs> True. This is also when Fabian says something normal and sensical and says, just apologize and move on, man. Yep. Which and I don't think cap- Noah is capable of doing, but. No. And I will say, Shana Na kind of holds a grudge in a way that I feel personally connected to. Uh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> Not proud of it, but I recognize it and it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I like that she just looks deadpan in the camera and she goes, We've agreed to disagree. Like she's still yeah. so pissed off about that one sentence he said eight days ago. Yeah, she will take that to her grave. Mm-hmm. Yep. So then we get a day of heavy rain and it is day nine. And Which Brett- is crazy. Like I want to know why they were at Fawn Pond for three days. I don't like, know. Like I thought at a cattle drive every day you get up and fucking move the fucking cattle. Well, maybe to your point, if cows are slow moving and lazy, maybe sometimes they have days of rest maybe i don't know it just made no sense to me whatsoever none of this makes sense to me because they were there for two nights and three i mean i guess on the ninth day is when they left but like it just seems like a long time to be at one camp yeah and i feel like i need to read more about cattle driving especially now that we're halfway through this show and i haven't so i'm sorry (laughs) about that but i also think our naivety makes it funnier (laughs) i like i don't i don't want to know why this is a hot mess it just is it is so it's day nine breakfast is cold and three of the cast members are missing. And I was fucking shocked about two of them. Me too. Fabian, George, and Shanana are missing. Which I would have thought for sure. It would have been like Fabian and... Courtenay. Courtenay and Courtney, perhaps? Or yeah. even Alex or Brittany yep. even. But like... For Shanana and George, just like that was weird. Like it was that very did not weird. vibe with the rest of this show. Yeah. So then Maria, the ranch hand, is actually concerned. And if she's faking concern, I was impressed, but she seems genuinely concerned because she said that the ranch owner, Wayne, saw a bear near the camp the last time he came to visit it. And so she was like, you know, these idiots don't know what they're doing out there. Like, where did they wander off to? Which direction did they go? Also, the uh, sidebar shouldn't, I mean, I'm not excusing what they did. It was horrible. Shouldn't they have all been told when they got to camp that there had been a bear sighting? <laughs> I feel like that, that's something you should have told them. Ooh, I don't know if I would tell these people. To not be aware? <laughs> I'd be like, be aware there was a bear here. Like, you could, I mean, uh, you have to keep your food in special places. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, I think I would keep it vague. Like I would say like, you know, be careful with your food just for wildlife sake. Like with these people, like Fabian yeah. would like file a lawsuit. True. <laughs> he, I don't know. Um, so it turns out that they took a taxi to go see Batman. And how did they get that taxi? Cause this is my favorite part of the story. Oh, did they go into someone's house and use the phone? No, Fabian had a secret satellite phone. Oh, that's right. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> um, so Which, then, how do you hide that? I thought the satellite phones were kind of big. Yeah, it's like a Zach Morris phone, isn't it? I thought. I, I mean, especially back then, but whatever. 
Right. Um, so also now the ranch hands have to go all the way into town um, to go find them. And Fabian says like, they're all, they know that they're at the movies and Fabian says, I make my presence known, especially in small communities. I mean, how could you miss him? Although Seaborn Springs, like as much as he's talking, unless it was different back then, I mean, it's a snowboard town. I think there'd be a lot of wealthy people coming in and out of there. Yeah. Also, I think they're talking about Batman Begins, which was 2005. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because they didn't show the marquee. Yeah. But I think that that came out summer of 2005. And when did this air? Like August of 2005. Oh, wow. So they should, yeah, that's right. Well, well, that would make sense because we thought that they were filming like in May, right? May, June. Yeah, because they're trying to get to the cattle drive by July 4th, but we had wondered if it was filmed a year before. Yeah, so I, so you're right, then it obviously wasn't. They turned it around really fast. Um, I also, the timeline of this makes no, did they go to a 10 a.m. movie? Like, what the fuck? Like, they were missing first thing in the morning, like before breakfast, which I'm assuming breakfast is at like 7 they have to be on trail by 8.30, as we know. So breakfast is probably at least at 8. Well, no, the, that Joshua said that, the um, or Jared, or whoever it was, said that um, they're interchangeable to me, um, that breakfast had been getting cold for an hour. Oh, okay. So I'm guessing if breakfast started at maybe 7.30 at the, but he wasn't even like, come on, we got, well, so let's say 7.30. So that means they left at 7 at the latest. And then called the cat. Like, what time was this fucking movie? And how long were they gone? I don't know. And then they said that they were taking a walk, but it started raining. They got lost, decided to go shopping, and they really needed a break. Well, the, and they also said something about a house. They were like, we were walking and we needed a break and we saw a house. And then we decided to get a cab and go to town. Yeah. So I didn't really understand what the house had to do with it. Because <laughs> at first I thought, what you thought was that like, oh, they knocked on the door and said, can we use your phone? But then they said he had a satellite phone. So... It's all a little wonky. It is. And like when they come out of the movie theater and the ranch hands are there, Shana Na looked really like stoned or drunk or something. And I was like, is that what they snuck off to do? Did they just go get like really high or shit faced and then they wandered around? Maybe not saying they also it? had shopping bags full of crap. So they went shopping before the movie. I mean, stores don't open before 10, maybe. So maybe it was a one move, one o'clock movie. I don't know. Like, I think they were gone all fucking day. Yeah, probably. And if I was them, I would have totally, I, I'm surprised it didn't work this angle. I guess it would have worked more with production than with the ranch hands. But I would have been like, well, you would have known where I was if I had my phone. You could have called me. Yeah, that's true. Um, but so basically they dragged them back to camp and they apologized to everybody like assholes. This is also where I thought that they weren't sober because like, you know, the rest of them, like the Courtney's and everybody else, like they're kind of pissed. They're like, oh, cool. You got to go on a joy ride and we're stuck here. And like Fabian just starts tossing like random bags of shit at them. He's like, oh, we brought gifts. I was yeah. like, I, it was a, a dick move. Yeah. Um, so they are going to be herding cattle to the next campsite today and they got to break down the tents and the girls are complaining that they're wet and whatever. Um, and then as they're walking towards, I guess they're horses. I don't know why they're walking and not on horseback when this happens. So Brittany is actually having a heart to heart with Noah. Yes. Like, and I actually, I really liked Brittany in this episode. I thought Me she too. was, I thought her thinking was kind of like, okay, maybe I'm butting heads with him because I'm not getting to know him, which I thought was like a very adult thing to do. Um, and so She's talking about his, asking about his dad. So like, what's your dad doing now? Cause I know that he was like a big actor and whatever. And this is where we get Noah's take on his dad's murder trial, which at the time was a recent news item. Yeah. Um, so he just says that it's really creepy when the whole world is watching your family. I have no doubt. Um, and then he starts telling the story of Bonnie Lee Blakely and says that, you know, she was this woman who preyed on men. And so then he says that one night they went to dinner and she got shot. And now his dad is being blamed and he has spent millions and millions on lawyer fees, but that he'll be okay because, you know, people want book deals and things like that. His narrative of this is definitely my dad did nothing. 
Bonnie Lee Blakely brought this all on herself and she was murdered by like the mob or somebody else that she pissed off. Um, what I thought was two things about this. One, I thought it was really funny that Haley, because Haley's the one that said this first thought was that must have cost millions. <laughs> yeah. Like not like, oh my God, this poor, nothing. She was just like, oh my God, that was most. And then it's time for the text that I sent you. I had a hard time paying attention to this scene. I was literally falling off the couch because Joshua, and it was Joshua, has his glove tucked into his belt in the front of his pants. And it looks like he has four dicks. <laughs> He's walking down the, I mean, it goes on for like five minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> I was dying. Like, do you have to put it on our Instagram? I was fucking dying because it doesn't do its service as a picture. You literally, like when he's walking, like they're all like flapping like a dick would flap. Like it was hysterical. I was dying. All right. All right. I somehow missed that. Um, but anyway, I thought it was nice that Brittany was engaging with him on it, even though I completely disagree with Noah's hot take. Um, but she says in her confessional that she feels like she understands him a bit better and that, you know, at the time, maybe he's being kind of an asshole because he's actually going through a lot, even though he's not telling people about it. Yeah. So that's very nice of you, Brittany. That's giving him some credit. Then it begins to rain and hail. Yep. And Haley gets cut by hail, which I thought was kind yes. of funny. <laughs> on her, what, on her arm and face, she was claiming. Uh-huh. I mean, I've been hit by hail before, but I've never been cut by it. No. No. Nope. Was it diamond hail? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> They wish. Razor sharp hail. Um, and then they go to the next camp, which is named Meat Camp. Meat Camp. And now this is where things get fucked up because they're at Meat Camp on day 11. So what the fuck happened to day 10? Day nine was Movie Gate and Hail. And mm -hmm. then day 11, they are, they're at Meat Camp. So where did day 10 go? They're probably at a spa in Aspen and we don't get to see that. Probably. Yeah. So this is where they're doing the roundup of like which team was the best, but they didn't really do anything this episode. They didn't have any like activities or anything like that. Um, and they talk to Wayne as they always do about, you know, how everybody did. And they talk about them ditching the camp and they say that they need to start rewarding the people who actually do things. And that is, excuse me, Noah, Alexander, Alex, and George. But I'm gonna go I'm ahead and, sorry, but justice I, my, for Shanana. I said justice for Courtney too. True. Pulling yes. pull, pull babies out of moms and whatnot. But I think that the other four haven't been very complainy. Yes. And Courtney has been complaining, but Shanana hasn't been complaining. Yeah, medium. But I mean, I feel like she's a workhorse. Like she really, I don't know. I just felt like it was kind of sexist and fucked up. It, it was, was just it was sexist and i don't know that yes noah works but like he's managing to piss everybody off like at least alex alexander and george keep their mouth shut yeah yeah so no team wins this week because of the past 24 hours well let's talk about before they decide that before they drop that on them is when joshua at that meeting starts talking about wanting to press charges <laughs> he said for trespass he said the people who own the homes might want to press charges. For what? I mean, fuck you. Like for walking across your lawn? Uh, he's just fucking with them. Or oh, so he, I know. Or so it's he thinks. Like, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so Fabian really like, well, that actually happens after. So they talk about the fact that because nobody wins, the charities aren't getting any money this week or whatever. Which is fucked up. It is fucked, fucked up. up. You're going to punish poor disadvantaged children because these assholes went to a movie like that doesn't make any sense at all no but then what i find interesting is that shana nag feels so guilty like this you know this psychological warfare from the ranch hands totally worked on shana nag she's like crying and she can't believe that she deprived children and like they lay it on so thick that they're like these kids could only dream to have what all of you have and you deprive them of it. it I, worked mean, I mean, good for them, but like really they deprived them of it. What they should have done instead is still paid the charity or maybe said, we're going to equally give the same amount to both charities this week because none of you did a good job and you don't get a reward. 
Yeah. Like, or they made more fucking sense. Or they should have said that like the charity will get double the, like next week is double the stakes. The charity something will get like that. Yeah. yeah something like that. And then George, because he is a stand-up guy and an amazing person, also feels bad and says that he will pay the money himself out of his paycheck. Yep. I know. My note says, love you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's an awesome dude. Yeah. Um, so then they also said that, you know, the crew is now responsible for even more stuff because of this. Like they will be doing their own laundry and they will be doing their own dishes. Which, um, excuse me, I thought they were already doing those things. They like, were, we've already had... They were supposed to be. Like, you didn't wash anything and you're drinking out of bowls. And then we also had, you have to decide who's going to wash your clothes if you're the leader. So what the fuck? Like, I thought they were already doing those things. I think they've been throwing tantrums and they're not doing those things. Yeah, I guess. But no, but they said from now on, you're going to have to do it on your own. They made it sound like there was some crew behind the scenes who's been doing it and they wouldn't be doing it anymore. There probably is. Yeah, I'm sure. But like, just goes to show you how fake a lot of this is. Yes. So then Fabian goes DEFCON 1. (laughs) (laughs) He says, then we don't expect any restrictions in how we get things done. I would like to get a car to town to get paper plates and laundry. And we are going to reevaluate our contracts. Let's get our lawyers involved. And they're like, you're going to get your lawyer involved over dishes. And he's like, yeah, yep. And he's just being a total fucking asshole. Um, and, and my favorite thing is when he, was it to Joshua or Jared? One of them. He says, um, not a good face for TV. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's Jared because Jared it's gets Jared. mad. Yeah. Um, and so then they bring up the like trespassing thing. They're like, not only did you dish camps, but like technically like there are people out here who care about trespassing. That's a thing that people out here care about, which whatever, I I doubt these people were even home or they even came close to another person, but whatever. Um, and so then Fabian is just being a big fucking asshole. And it says like, oh, would they like to press charges? And he says, you know, you better stop talking because slander and defamation of character, it's a big deal, man. And I've got diplomatic immunity and da 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 um, Also, can we talk about that for just a second? Like, I thought his dad was a businessman. Like, you don't get diplomatic immunity if you're just here from a foreign country. You have to be a diplomat. I I don't know. I think he's just an asshole. I mean, I guess we'll find out when you do the hoedown lowdown. But, like, I was under the impression his parents were not diplomats. So, hey, dickface, just because you're in America from another country, you do not get diplomatic immunity. Well, also, do does diplomatic immunity, re- like, does that apply to the children of a diplomat? Yes, it does. It- Oh, it does. Okay. It does. Well, it does because that way, I mean, uh, kind of like, I mean, a lot of people may be too young to remember this. You might be too young to remember this, but when that kid in Singapore got caned, do you remember that? Like he like spit out his, like he graffitied or something. It was a really big deal. Um, So you have to protect your kids. If you're a diplomat and your kids are going to school or whatever from things like that happening to your kids. Okay. So diplomatic children do get diplomatic immunity. Okay. Well, the whole family does. We can find that out, but Fabian, like, I get that the ranch hands were trying to like swing for the fence and kind of punish them over this. And it's annoying a little bit, but at the same time, like Fabian just takes it too far. And he just, he's an asshole. He's just a young, rich asshole, like through and through. And so he talks about this defamation of character and slander. And like, that's a big accusation to say that I trespass. And they're kind of like, well, it's a fact. Um, And he says, Joshua says, it's convenient how you dig into that when it's convenient for you. Yeah, true. So then, of course, they shout out the four people who are constantly helping, aka the four dudes. Um, And so then Noah gets through to the group for about 30 seconds. Um, And he's a little cheesy, obviously, but he says, like, they need to think about the spirit of what it is they're doing. Like, they're out here doing something new. They knew it wouldn't be easy, but it's to benefit other people. I was shocked at how well they all took it. Because as a viewer, I was like, oh, you dick. You're trying to be everyone's dad again. Get off your fucking high horse. Meanwhile, they were all like, hmm, that makes total sense. Yes. And Brittany, like, seconds him. She's like, yeah, I I agree with that. I was shocked. Me too. Shocked. If I hadn't still been laughing about the four dick thing, I would have (laughs) fallen off the couch in shock. Yeah. So then Shana Nas just having quite an emotional ride because she feels bad that she ditched camp and now... 
Like she feels like she didn't get called out as one of the people who's always helping, which I agree she does. And she 100%. says, she apologizes. She says like, I'm sorry, but, but she says, you know, like she's really hurt that she messed up for the charity's sake and for their sake, but that she really does. Like when she works, she's giving it a lot of effort for everybody's sake. And I agree with her. She is. Um, 100%. I agree too. So then the winning team, oh, it's not the winning team. It's the people there who didn't leave team. camp. Right. Yeah. Um, so the four people who left camp, they got s- screwed. Oh, it's three. It was three. No, no, no. It's so the only people that get, you're, you're talking about the rodeo, I assume. Yeah. The only people that get to go to the rodeo are Alex, Alexander, and Noah. It should have been George, but he didn't get to go because he left camp. Oh, okay. So it wanted to be, okay. So those four people, they get to go to a rodeo for the night. Three people. So, yeah. So we see them. Sorry, I'm getting it wrong. <laughs> We see them like getting in the van. They're going to the rodeo for a fun night out. Um, and the cops roll up. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, I think they wanted to end it on a bit of a cliffhanger. Dun, dun, dun. And I'm sure it's going to be absolutely fucking nothing. Um, and then for next time we get the cops versus Fabian and cow mayhem. Yeah. I don't want to watch Fabian with these cops. Oh, I do. <laughs> I know you do. I do. Yeah, I want to I, see him taken down a peg. I he looked like he shit his pants a little bit when they rolled up to camp. A little, but in the seams from the next, he definitely like got his whole like "fuck you" back on with them. So I'm yeah, very curious to see how it plays out. Me too. I also am curious to see if he starts throwing around diplomatic immunity with them. I know, and some Colorado cop is like, "You got diplomatic, huh?" You know, like they don't give a shit. Yeah. I mean, the only reason that I know so much about it is living here in DC. Right. I like scream with terror every time I see diplomatic plates, because if they hit you, you're no responsibility. You're fucked. Yeah. Wonderful. And we see them a lot. Yeah. And also in the next episode, everyone hates Noah again. It's <laughs> never really stopped. They agreed with him for 30 seconds. That's that it. totally tracks. It does. Um, okay, everybody. Well, I hope that you all have, we're recording this on New Year's Eve. I hope you all have an amazing New Year's. Um, and here's hoping that 2022 is better for all of us. And we'll see you in the new year. Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at OneHitPod. You can email us at franklymarebb at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at HeyIt'sMareB. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon.